Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button and turn on notifications. There's a lot of really cool episodes that we're going to be have coming up. We know a lot of people are searching for some of these topics, whether it's about a Cummins Duramax power stroke, emissions, um, different trends that are going on. It helps us be able to have our guests reach the people that are searching for it. So your support, liking, commenting, it goes a long way to being able to help us. And we want to thank you guys that have been uh, subscribing recently to the podcast. On today's episode, it's uh, I got a message on Instagram. Uh, the gentleman's name is Matt. He's going to be joining us here shortly. And he put an LBZ in a boat and he was telling me a little bit about it. And I, I don't know that much about um, diesel marine applications. And I was just really interested in the kind of stresses that that application puts on a motor and wanted to have him on to talk about that upgrades he had to do to be able to make it work. Some of the challenges he had with custom parts. So it's going to be a great episode. Before we get to it though, I want to remind you guys that our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a 20% off site-wide code for you. If you go to kershaw.kiausa.com, use code diesel20, you get 20% off. And they've got a ton of different choices, no matter what your budget is, or if you need something for EDC or hunting, fishing at work, around the house, they've got a lot of cool stuff set, a lot of cool stuff there. So make sure if you're in the market to check them out. All right, let's get to today's episode with Matt and learning more about this LBZ in his boat. Matt, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I really appreciate you reaching out to us on Instagram to share a really cool build, which is totally different. Normally, we're talking about trucks and they're going fast or building the ultimate tow rig, but you've got a Duramax and a boat. And from our chat before, there's a lot of really good information in here. So I look forward to chatting with you today and learning about something I don't know a lot about, and that's um, like marine diesel applications. So it's going to be really cool. For sure. Yeah, it is. A, it's a really cool build. To to start off, tell us a little bit about your, your kind of history in, in diesel, whether it's, um, you know, with trucks or medium duty or, um, you know, marine diesel. But what's your background with, you know, working on them, fixing them, making them run better? So originally, oh, this would have been back in 2006, I bought a 5.9 Cummins, of course. And, uh, you know, how everybody does is throw, throw a couple... 10,000 bucks at it and, and put a tranny in it and kind of go from there and, and wreck a lot of stuff. And, you know, and I, I started out uh, racing actually my 06 five, nine, and then just progressing and getting into sled pulling and, and dynoing and so on and so forth. And ended up turning into a thousand horse street monster. And then, uh, then kind of got carried away and people were like, Oh, you should open a shop. So of course I did. I'm a mechanic by trade. So I, uh, I opened up a automotive shop, uh, just diesel performance. That's all we did up here in Alberta, Canada. And, and, uh, you know, I did it for 10 years. We built some pretty cool trucks, some fast trucks. I mean, I was down into the nine fours at 155 miles an hour with a 6,300 pound triple turbo. We had triple SXE 88s on it and, you know, three, six, seven stock pumps because uh, it was about reliability. Um, we're a sled pulling champion in Alberta here, Alberta, Saskatchewan. We are unlimited anyways. I did a couple events at Hunting for Horsepower. So there's a fair bit of people that know who I am or whatever. Um, 
And then we kind of went from there and I just, I just, uh, we did it for 10 years or so and, and, uh, yeah, decided to move on to something else. So I, uh, kind of just carried on from there, but you know, the, uh, we got the boat is what we're talking about here. And so anyways, um, that's, that's one of the background is diesel. So I know the power strokes, the, the, the Fords, uh, or the, sorry, the power strokes, the Cummins, the Duramaxes, um, you know, as a Cummins guy through and through, but I also do really love the power strokes, but you know, Duramax is kind of my new fan right now. So, and, uh, well, I have seven pickup trucks and of course the boat and I'm building another boat with the Duramax in it soon. So, you know, I kind of go from there. It's, it's really cool. And it has me interested to learn more about the boat. How did, you know, what did it start out as, and then why did you pick a Duramax engine to put into it? And what kind of challenges did you have through the early part of, of putting it together? So, um, originally I bought the boat, um, it, it blew the engine up and floated down the river and hit a log jam and got all smashed up. So my buddy was decided he's going to buy a brand new boat. So, um, I ended up buying this boat off of him. uh, wrecked, of course, had to do a bunch of welding and rebuild the swim deck and so on and so forth. And it had a 3d3 stroker in it. So I built another 3d3 stroker, assuming you know, it's easy, whatever. So I, uh, Put another 383 stroker in it and uh we would go out and and uh we would you know it'd be 150 dollars or 200 dollars a day for six six hours of jet boating and i'm just thinking to myself i'm like there has to be something better than this and 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 you know and i'm not a gas guy by trades i i don't really enjoy gas vehicles at all so they're not really i'm diesel through and through so i uh decided i'm like you know what i'm gonna put a duramax in this boat and uh you know the the beautiful thing about gm is the bow housing's the same the you know the motor mounts are so close to the same you know the alternator bracket like all those things that gm their product they 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 do a really good job keeping everything simple through the lines right and uh so you know we had to build custom oil pan uh you know up pipes manifolds had to build my own pedestal i that that stuff's water cooled, um, you know, and just progress from there. We ended up, we, we, we wrecked, we've wrecked a few engines in this, in this build. Um, definitely an eye opener from going from the automotive to the Marine side, how much, how much stuff are the same, but very different loads, different running, you know, it's direct drive. It, there's so many things that are, are not the same as a street truck or like, you know, I can build a motor for a street truck and throw it in and, and I'll never see the guy again. But in the boat world, it, uh, it took me eight engines to, to get it nailed. Like, yeah, there's a, I imagine there's so many, there's so many different things that, that would pop up, you know, along the way with, you know, just fitment, the oil system, cooling, the hard parts. What, what were some common things that maybe happened early on where you had to think outside of the box? Like, how do I fix this issue so that, you know, the, the engine can live or, or what sort of weak points did you find along the way with, with the Duramax itself? So, you know, the, uh, one of the biggest weak points was LBZ would split pistons. And that's what we use is we used an LBZ uh, starting point um, just because it was simpler. And, and LBZs make good power with a base tune. Um, so 
we ran into oiling issues. The oil pan was, I had to do, I had to build three different oil pans by the time I got it figured out where it wouldn't aerate the oil at high RPM. Um, we, we did, we ran into that. Um, we ran into temperature control issues. Um, we have a PPE, uh, um, oil pump fill our filter housing delete kit on it um, just so we can run the closed loop because it's a closed loop system and just so we could run the closed loop system without any other load on it so then the cooling system could stay happy and healthy that entire time um, so you know we had to do a uh, big a really big uh, oil to water cooler uh, that's cooled by the river water um, that was probably between that and the oil pan and clearancing the bottom end um, for the main bearings and rod bearings. That was probably the biggest hurdle is trying to understand every time we had a failure that it was to, to put your finger on it and pinpoint exactly that it was an aeration issue or it was a clearance issue or it was a temperature control issue. Um, that was probably the, the hardest part of the entire build was understanding what was happening every time we wrecked a motor. Um, you know, I did bend some rods. I did split some pistons, common Duramax things, especially, you know, we had EGT issues for the first little bit because we were playing with different turbos. We were, we we're using, you know, 363 SXE. Uh, then we were using, um, a 369 SXE and still didn't, it, it flowed good on the high RPM side, but it seemed to choke on the cruise. Like at that 3,300 RPM, we were 14, 1500 degrees on the pyro and it, it wouldn't survive, especially, and I couldn't even control the oil temp because the exhaust temp was so high that the piston squirters was trying to cool the pistons down and, and it, it wouldn't stay together like a, a failure after failure. Right. So. Um, that was probably the biggest hurdle with putting that engine in the boat. Um, totally different load parameters, totally different, um, a totally different world, right? You've got no airflow over the motor. So there's, there's things that you would never think of that just pop up uh, and you know, you think you got it nailed and then it's the next one. It's where we had to put a fuel cooler on it because the, the, the diesel would get up to 200 Fahrenheit which I mean, at that point, it's, it's so, it's so thin that it, that we couldn't get any RPM out of it. The boat wouldn't run and you could never, we couldn't figure out why at first, because, you know, I tried a data log. I was so paranoid about oil temperature and oil pressure. And, you know, I had a, an edge CTS for, and then I had on every port on the block, I had oil pressure pr gate or sending units. So then I could, see if there was pressure fade in, in, in going across the main line of the block. Um, yeah, so <laughs> there's a lot of things <laughs> that went wrong. Now that I have it figured out, uh, we're, we're actually building two more this winter for customers now, but. That's where I think like, I would, I would be totally stuck. Like with the truck stuff, you know, there's been so much history with them where, you know, where the piston might fail or the crank or, um, you know, different parts of, of the engine, but the, operating rpm the just the whole setup is so different what were, were there any places that you found helpful to try to pinpoint where these issues were coming from or did you just have to almost use like a process of elimination and just take it on yourself to figure out okay this is an oil issue this is a temperature issue on on you know the fuel or, or whatever it might have been 
Yeah, that was pretty much what it was. It's, just, it's not like you can just open a book up and it's marine diesel Duramax and you can just flip through <laughs> it and you, you, you kind of have a go-to guide. You don't, uh, you know, I, I, I know lots of Duramax guys. Um, you know, Richard from RPS Diesel up here in Mornville uh, is a really good buddy of mine. And so I chat him up quick. He's a super smart, super solid engine builder up here. And uh, so, you know, I chatted him up a quick, you know, and he's just like, well, I'll try this or try this. And it was just basically, yeah, just a process of elimination. It's like, well, you know, a couple of times I did want to give up. And my wife, she's like, you are not quitting this. Like, this is too cool. You cannot stop. You know, you, you know, you get tired to a point where you're just like, I'm going to throw on the towel and I'm just going to put a 572 big block in it and just call it a day. Right. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, and she's like, you can't stop. You're like, you're so close. So, you know, I, yeah, it was, it was frustrating at times. There's like, you know, you, you put the boat in the water and you'd start it and it would start beautiful and you'd hit the throttle and, you know, and then you're like, Hey, everything's good. And check, you know, you, you make sure all your ducks in a row and okay. You lean on it. And then all of a sudden it goes sideways and you're just like, Oh my God, I don't, I, where do I like now back yeah. to the drawing board again. Right. So yeah, it was uh, basically a process of elimination. One thing after another, um, you know, I, yeah, it was basically, and just monitoring everything. And every time I racked the motor, then I'd be like, okay, we're going to put a sensor here and we're going to put temperature sensor here and we're going to data log it some more. And, you know, it just, yeah, just learned from your failures and just pull it every time. As soon as it happened, I'd go to the farm, grab the mini hoe, pull the motor out of it, bring it home, put it in the garage, stare, tear the motor down and be like, okay, this is what happened. And, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. It was frustrating at times for sure. It was. I think that's, that's something a lot of, of listeners can identify with, whether you know, they're looking at a project like this or they're wanting to build a, a race truck or maybe it's not even automotive. Maybe it's something else like a business or building or, you know, something they want to do is there's those times where it's just so incredibly frustrating and it's hard to get the answers or there's really no place to turn to for the answers. And it's that process of, you know, do you quit or do you just immerse yourself in it? Try to figure it out. Um, you know, try to get information from maybe other sources to kind of piece it together. And I think that's, what's really cool about this is the, you know, it wasn't like you just put this engine in the boat. It ran great. We're doing a podcast about how awesome it runs. There was a lot of trials and challenges along the way for it to get here. And that's the part I really like is to hear that side of the story. Yeah, no, for sure. It, um, you know, and uh, it, it, it definitely was, it was hurdles after hurdles. but honestly, like, you know, and, and we like at the time too, and I got a little bit of motivation because there was a few, there was two other guys in Alberta that were putting Duramaxes in boats and, and they were doing it. So of course I had a little bit of a fire under me. So I had to, <laughs> I had to be the first, right. So, um, so of course they, they ended up giving up. They ended up wrecking a couple engines and they just gave up. And, you know, I had lots of people being like, it's not going to work. It's not going to survive. And, and, uh, you know, people making fun of me, the guys in the Jebel world, they're, you know, they're kind of like, they're just like, you're crazy. It's not going to work. It's too heavy. In reality, like the Duramax is stripped. Like this is basically in the Marine application. It's stripped down. Like there is no alternator bracket. There's no uh, AC bracket. Like all that is gone. So we've lightened, we managed to lighten the motor up to like dressed in the Marine setup to 800 pounds. So 
it's it is on the heavier side because like an lsx they're in the marine setup they're around that 650 700 pounds so it is a little bit heavier um but the but the 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 pluses to having a duramax in your boat versus a gas engine um is huge because like fuel mileage is probably one like i go out on a trip um we we burn fifty dollars worth of diesel and diesel up here is two bucks a liter two bucks a liter right or so and we burn fifty or sixty dollars of diesel and my buddy that's got a six two in his boat six two ls is burning a hundred and fifty dollars on a on the exact same kilometer trip or mileage trip right so uh a lot of those things were were bonuses to that um uh, the boat being heavier honestly just take one less person that's what i tell everybody <laughs> that wants to do it right and just leave one more per- one person at home and the boat weighs the same so um yeah now as far as the performance how would you compare it to a gas engine that a lot of people do you know in the different ways you would use the boat is it is when we think of trucks and when i relate it back to it as i think of like a half ton gas truck or say a three quarter ton gas truck <clears throat> compared to the diesel. It's like night and day difference with acceleration, um, with economy, with towing power, with <clears throat> passing ability. There's so many benefits to it in the truck world. What is it like in the boat world? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's amazing. So this is probably the best part about all this is, uh, I had to, so I ended up, so it's things the guy doesn't think about, right? Because I'm, like I said, I'm automotive all day long and going to the Marine side is a little bit different. There was one thing I, so Roger up here, he's a jet boat God up here. So I go to him and I'm like, this is, this is what I have in the, I have a 6.6 liter Duramax. He's like, okay. He's like, how much horsepower does it make? I was like, well, I have it tuned at 400 horsepower, roughly at the crank. So I'm like, that's what I have. It's nothing crazy. It's 400 horse. He's like, he hands me an impeller for the jet drive and he gives it to me and he goes, this is going to do everything you need it to do. Okay. Well, I, I don't know this. So I, I put the impeller in it and I put it on the river and the boat, you know, it immediately hits the rev limiter. Um, like, I mean, within seconds, it's on the rev limiter and we're on step and we're, we're hauling, we're doing, you know, 45 miles an hour, nothing crazy. I'm like, well, this is about the same as my 383 stroker was, but it does come out of the hole pretty violent. And I'm like, okay. So I go back to Roger and I, I, I'm like, yeah, this impeller doesn't load the motor. He's like, what? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it does not load the motor. It does not. It, it, like, we're only getting 20% load burst on the Edge CTS. It says 20% load on the engine. So it's not even working. It's just there. And uh, so he goes, well, here's like, he's like, here's an impeller that'll hold back five or 550, 600 horsepower. And it'll hold it at 4,000 RPM. I'm like, okay. So I put the impeller in. 
we put the ball in the water and we hit it and the boat comes up like it almost like i shouldn't say launches out of it but it does launch and in within a boat like it's a it's a 20 20 foot river boat it's heavy um and we hit the throttle within a boat length we're on step and and uh on the gps it then the numbers are cruising like they're it's like 10 20 50 30 40 miles an hour. Like we're, we're moving. Right. Um, and, and the boat, like, you know, I've been leaning on it harder and harder and I've been bumping the RPM up this winter. We're going to do a little bit different stuff to it, but compared to a gas engine, it's night and day. It doesn't even compare. I got people that have the, basically the identical boat of mine, you know, with a six, two in them or the, they don't even, I, I out accelerate them side by side. I, when I lean into it, the thing pulls away from them. It's basically like driving a Duramax on the street, like a hot Duramax. You pull out on it and you're going down the highway and you roll into it. It pulls you in the seat. The boat does the exact same thing. And the gas engine never did that. And that's the beautiful part about this is, is, uh, you know, you get on it, you hear the, the turbo come on and it starts to whistle and, and away you go. Like it's, it, it, it's night and day comparison like absolutely night and day it's it's it puts a smile to my face every time <laughs> i think about you know when when you're a diesel enthusiast or a gearhead um like we want to we want to upgrade everything and and we want you know whether it's a truck a boat a side-by-side whatever it is we want to make them you know go faster do different things and, and specifically with diesel once you love diesel it's like you want everything to be diesel and when you're chatting with us earlier about some of the challenges of, you know, making these parts and putting things together because it's not, you know, a 2006 Silverado LBZ that is going to be a street truck or a drag truck. How, what's the aftermarket like for these parts? Like, um, you know, if somebody was listening out there and thought, I want to put an LBZ in my boat, I want to do it. Is there a, a market for some of these components like that you had to do for your truck? Or is it something where it's almost completely custom? Every single one is, you know, it's got to be built by, you know, one person or, you know, something like that. How does that all work? So believe it or not, um, there is a abundance of Duramax Marine stuff out there. Um, you know, PPE does make a pedestal. They do make uh, pipes. Um, they do make the flywheel for it. Um, I built my own flywheel because I wanted to, I wanted 120 pound flywheel. So, um, PPE does that. There, there is companies out there that they sell the motor mounts for a to Duramax to Marine conversion. Um, they do sell quite a bit of it. So it is on the expensive side. <laughs> uh, I pretty much built every, I'm, I'm, I fabricate also. So I pretty much built everything myself. Um, there are a couple little things I've, I've purchased here and there, like the oil cooler, um, I it got that, uh, from Harden Marine. Um, the closed loop cooler was the original one that come off the 383 stroker. Um, but the, you know, there, there is an abundance of, uh, believe it or not, parts for Marine Duramaxes. Not at this level though. Mostly, mostly you'll see like, um, I can't remember. There's a couple, there's a, a, a well-known company that builds uh, marine diesels, but their rev limit is 3250, and they use a variable vane turbo. And uh, we all know that variable vane turbos um, choke up at high RPM. So I didn't right off the get go. Just from my experience, I didn't end up going with that. 
But yeah, so you can pretty much buy, if you want to spend the money, you could pretty much buy everything off the shelf to put a Duramax in a bolt. Except the, the oil pan. I, I just I, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah I was, I was going to ask a, about that. And then also with the internals, like if you're going to do this, are you, is it almost guaranteed you're going to need to do upgraded pistons, billet rods, do something with the crank in a boat application? Um, I haven't, well, I haven't got to that point yet. Um, my jet drive is, is maxed out for power. So this boat, um, will be, uh, it, this is where it is as far as it's going to go. Um, I, I, you know, I keyed the crank and the cam and, and, you know, the common Duramax stuff. Um, I didn't use, I use an LOI crank cause LOI cranks are strong. LOI LBZ or the, or sorry, LB7 are are the the strongest cranks out of the duramax platform um i did use lbz rods because they are stronger than lois uh the pistons are stock pistons like the original pistons that i like the motor that i built for it was a core motor so i basically bought a out of a rollover and just pulled it out and then just freshened that motor up so i didn't really start from a brand new platform per se but you know i did i, I did the common upgrades that that you would do on a pickup truck to to survive in there if you were going to if i had a jet drive that would take more power or more torque i guess um yes i would be doing you know rods and pistons and you know do a set of carillos or even a set of waggler street fighter rods like just you don't need anything i the the crazy part about all this is, it, is you don't have to spend too much money on things that you would per se on a street truck like you know i need rods because you, you, on a street truck you're going to lean on the thing to seven or eight hundred horsepower while we all know that duramaxes have weak points at that at that power level you know rods crank so on and so forth but in the boat world the load is so much less that you can get away with not doing rods or you can get away with not doing a socal crank you know, or changing the alternative firing cam. You don't have to do those things because the load isn't as great as it would be in a pickup truck. I gotcha. And I was thinking, okay, if I was going to do something like this and, you know, I, I messaged you or I, or I called you up and I said, Matt, I, I can find an LB, an LB7, LOI, LBZ, which one of these three would be best for me to start with? Would you direct me towards one of the different generations as a, as a starting point for this? I would do an LBZ um, as a starting point um, if you were going to do it from scratch because they they do have the better cylinder heads they do flow more uh you know they got a bigger y bridge um and the standalone is simple because you don't have to worry about a fuel injector driver module or you know you just have the ecm and you build a simple harness for it you emit the glow plug module and all the glow plugs like i don't have any of that and you just it, it to me it's it lbz is the simplest to put into you know, a, a marine application or even anything really, it, it is the, it, it's the nicest to build a standalone for, and you don't have an extra module or a ECM to worry about. Right. So, um, and, and they make the most power and they're the most responsive out of, you know, the LLY and LB7. Right. So that's what I personally would go with just because I like LBZs. So, 
the the electronic side you mentioned i didn't i didn't think of this beforehand to ask you but yeah how do you make it how do you make it run or how, how do you tune it or change it to you know if you want a little bit more power or you want to change something at a certain rpm range is it just with a standalone that you can do it yeah it's just a so basically a, a factory lbz um ecm and then just a standalone harness um, for the throttle up front. Um, you know, I ran a 20 foot cable uh, with the LBT. I got an EFI live um, with the DSP five switch on the dash of the boat up front. Um, so then I did that. Uh, and then just basically EFI live to shut all the codes off and, and that's it. And just a very mild tune. I don't have anything crazy in it. Um, I can turn it up. I, course i got like i said i have a dsp5 in it uh i can turn it up it does make a difference uh when you're cruising um when i put it on the the stage five which whatever that is for another 150 horse or well they say 150 horse at the wheels so you take away you know 28 percent drivetrain loss so that it does make a difference on cruising like we'll go down to about 2800 rpm cruise rpm if i turn the power up but uh, it's basically just a stock ECM and wiring harness, right? So now that you got it all put together and you take it out on the lake where <clears throat> you go on a river and maybe some of the people that you saw before that said, oh, this isn't going to work or I'm happy with my 383. Are they now like, hey, Matt, can you build one of these for me or I want to put it in my boat or how does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, actually, that's funny because uh, one of my uh, one of my new jet boat friends that we I met this summer or whatever. He, we went out on a couple trips with him and he's just like, I cannot get over your boat. And, um, and, uh, so now actually I have one here at the shop. Um, we're slowly going to build over the winter and we're end up going to put a Duramax in his, one of my friend's boats now. Um, you know, and I run into lots of people are like, why does that sound so different? And it, it's crazy. I mean, I sent you a video of it running and it's crazy that it, it doesn't really sound like a Duramax, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't also really sound like a gas engine either. It's a very different, distinct, uh, you know, exhaust note that it has out of it. Um, and a lot of people are like, what is in that? And when you put it in the water and you start it, the only thing you could, if you, if you're a true diesel guy is you'd notice how it turns over and starts. That's the only thing you'd notice. But it, it, other than it just sitting there idling to warm up, you would never know that it's a, D, a Duramax in it ever. It's it's quiet. It's 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 uh, yeah. It it surprises everybody. What's, that's what I thought was so cool about it because it it that video that I saw and just the the story behind it was so unique and and so cool. And I was really excited to chat about you know a diesel application outside of a truck, and because I know like I mentioned before, if you're a diesel enthusiast, you want it in everything that you could possibly get it in. And you want some of those same benefits, whether it's on the water or, you know, something off road is you want the benefits of just how diesel works and, and what it does. So I thought it was really cool to, you know, hear the story in the background of this. And you know, there's so much that I don't know 
you know, about marine applications. I pretty much just focused on, on trucks forever. And it really kind of piqued my interest and got me thinking about, um, you know, not just Duramax, but also a Cummins in that application or, um, you know, what are some different types of things? What's different about putting something like this together versus, you know, a 7,500 pound truck that's meant to tow. So there's a lot for me to think about and kind of unpack and think, you know, doing more episodes like this or, you know, checking in with you later and saying, Hey, did you, did you need to get more power out of it or, or what's changed or what did you find, you know, kind of long-term with, uh, with the boat and the engine itself. So I really appreciate you reaching out to us. And I know somebody may be listening and they might be thinking, I'm excited. I want to do this, or I'm in the middle of this project and they want to reach out to you or just see what you're, what you're, what you're doing with it. Is there a place that people can check you out on Instagram and be able to you know, see the boat, maybe ask you some questions, follow along with your projects? Yeah, they can, uh, on Instagram, it's, uh, I was Jensen diesel. Um, and, uh, you can find me on there and did look, it looked me up on Facebook too, is Matt Jensen. Um, and yeah, you can shoot me some questions. There's, I got a lot of posts on Instagram, especially of the boat and, and, uh, us running the rivers and stuff like that. And we do post quite a bit, um, because it is an accomplishment to have a Duramax and a jet boat and, you know, uh, it's, it's a cool thing. For sure. I'm actually building another one too over the winter. I'm doing a 15 foot with a three liter Duramax in it now. Oh, that's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. That's my next one now. (laughs) Oh, we're going to have to do another episode on that one when it's done. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I can't, uh, before I let you go, I know that, uh, you know, like our audience, it's pretty much broken up almost evenly with Duramax, Cummins, Powerstruck fans. And I know the Cummins guys are sitting back and they're like, hey, this is cool, but, you know, six in a row make you go and all that stuff. So have you ever yeah. thought of doing a Cummins in a boat application? Uh, I have thought of, I have, th- I, to be honest with you, originally I wanted to do a power stroke swap in my boat. So I wanted to do a six, seven Scorpion is what originally I wanted to do but I wasn't ready to spend the $10,000 for a MoTeC to run that engine. Um, so yeah, that being said, I power stroke is going to be one of my next ones that I will be doing. Um, especially a six, seven, they are a beautiful engine. I like them a lot. Um, the Cummins, I just, I, I like Cummins to be honest with you, you know, as that's my history is Cummins. Um, but it's just so many things about it. It's heavy. It's a heavy engine to be honest. And everybody knows it is, um, they're tall. The, the one thing about the inline six is you're going to have to have a fairly, or, or not run an engine cover. Um, they are a taller engine. Um, I've played toyed around the idea of doing a four TV in a jet boat. Um, cause you know, you can still make that 300 horsepower and get that, you know, 600 foot pounds of torque, which would still be perfect in the boat application. Um, but then again, that force, that four TV is still the same height and dimensions as a inline six. So would I, I mean, the guy, I mean, if you have the right boat, by all means, I would, I mean, you can spin those to 5,000 RPM and, and they'll take it. Um, but the Duramax just fits. It, it fits. It fits the 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 boat perfectly. It does. And every boat I look at, it it fits. It's literally. It's got a GM in it. And ninety percent of boats have GMs in them, right? So it, it's just easier. 
to be honest. That makes a lot of sense because when I think of the, the truck world and like conversions, a come and swap is so popular because it, it can fit. It's simple. Um, it's just a really popular swap to do. And then thinking about boats, like, like you were just telling us, it almost changes. Well, it does change to where now what's fitting the best is that Duramax, that, that platform and the, the space limitations that you may have. So that's a really cool aspect that I never thought of. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just didn't, didn't even account for, um, you know, and like which, which engine would be best. So definitely keep us updated on the three liter Duramax and the, the power stroke, you know, whenever you get to them, it's a really cool topic. I enjoyed our conversation today, learning more about it and, uh, yeah, keep us updated. Yeah, I will for sure. I appreciate uh, giving me the chance. That's awesome. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use code diesel20 for 20% off site wide. They got a ton of different choices. Um, if you're looking for something really specific with a certain type of blade steel, handle material, a certain budget, certain use, they've definitely got you covered. And we appreciate them offering that discount code to all of our listeners. Also, want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters Tyler Lowe and a 23 Diesel, also Caleb, all of our other patrons, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, our Discord, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all your support for going on six years now, almost seven. And if you guys have a a cool build or you want to hear about a a particular topic or want a guest on, make sure and let us know. We're always checking comments on YouTube, checking our email, info at dieselpodcast.com, our Instagram, Facebook. So definitely reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to be able to have a guest on or cover a topic that you want to hear about. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.